So the part of me that I hide the most has always been my depression. I've touched on it in the past in different podcast interviews and just different feature stories of, you know, why mental health is so important to me, but I never truly opened up about the extent of it. And sure, we're all human and we get sad from time to time, but my first bout of depression, I remember happened in middle school um, when I was in gymnastics. I felt alone and separate from my teammates. Uh, My coaches didn't like coaching me. And of course, I had done something to upset my mom at the time. And I just, I just felt so isolated and so alone. And I felt like an outsider because I was that kid who, you know, didn't really like authority. And I like to talk back to my coaches and then get the rest of the team conditioning. Yeah, that was me. I was that kid. Um, sorry about it. However, <laughs> that is something that allowed me to do what I am doing in my life. I, I run my own company. I am basically an independent contractor. I am in control of my schedule and my life. And it's amazing what I built for myself. So while I'm sorry I made everyone else stronger <laughs> and I went through this, I am really, I, I wouldn't change that. Um, maybe listen a little bit more, but I wouldn't change the fact that I, I did kind of assert myself in those situations. Now, that kind of whole time in my life when I was feeling very, very lost and alone and, you know, I didn't really have that many friends at school because I was in gymnastics and after school you had about like two hours to do homework and then you went to practice for like three and a half, four hours and then you came back and you in my family, like I ate dinner by myself when I got home because it was like nine 15. Um, and then I do homework, go to sleep, start the next day. So that was really when all of that happened at one time, that was really the first time that I felt suicidal. Um, and that was back in the days of MySpace, the, the good, you know, emo, emo times of MySpace where everything was dark and pop punk and sad and all that angsty teen stuff. Um, so I don't know where I found out about it on, on MySpace or just on the internet, but I tried cutting for the first time because I had heard that that was an option that some people used to help manage or numb their pain. And so like in my room at 11 or 12 years old, you know, I got scissors because, um, I was like, well, maybe if I just like scrape, but without like doing really intense, like maybe that'll just distract me. And so I remember crying and for some reason I called my cousin who was like a brother to me. And I guess he had kind of gone through the same thing. We are both only children raised by single moms. So we have like an understanding of our, of that relationship, of that dynamic, of that feeling. Um, He, I think at that time he had also come out as gay at that point. I can't remember exactly the timing of it. So he had gone through his own kind of, you know, struggles as well. So I don't remember what he said to me, but it, it allowed me to kind of have a different perspective. Um, and, you know, I, I, I tried the, you know, the cutting with scissors. I had tried like holding my breath to, to pass out. And, but again, there was something that kept stopping me um, that was reminding me like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, you should you should have, ask more people, find different perspectives, um, 
all of that. So there was just, there was just a voice um, inside that kind of kept me going. Um, and over the years, I did really have different, I guess, spells of this. Um, you know, it did, I don't remember it happening too much in high school. It happened in college. It happened after college. And what ultimately helped me kind of get this perspective and change my patterns um, was recognizing those patterns, recognizing what would trigger those emotions, trigger those feelings. Because in 2015, I I went to my my doctor for my like annual or whatever, and I, I mentioned it to her how I had been feeling. Um, and she diagnosed me as clinically depressed. And then I started taking uh, antidepressants, which I absolutely hated. Um, they like made me feel numb. I was just like a zombie. I felt very weird driving because my reaction times were off. I was very dizzy. I lost a lot of weight because I wasn't like eating. It was affecting my appetite. And I was like, okay, nope, not, this is not, this is not how I want to live my life. This is this is not an option. I'm not going to rely on this uh, because I would rather feel the highs and lows than feel nothing at all. So I got off the antidepressants and I, and I realized like I need to change. I need to figure out how to manage this depression because it is temporary um, because it, it, life ebbs and flows. Right. So something that really snapped me out of it was in 2019 when I went to a personal development seminar and I used the Dickens method. I don't know if anybody listening is familiar with that process, but ultimately you, um, you look at all the patterns in your life and what you're not happy with in life. And you do timeline therapy, if uh, kind of like in, in NLP, you imagine what your life would be like one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, if you change nothing and you continue on the same path and the same pattern. Um, and you know, and when I did that, I wasn't here anymore. I was alone. I wasn't on this earth anymore. And that snapped me out of thinking that what I felt and was feeling was permanent. Because when you pile on feeling depressed for 10 years, for 20 more years, like who is tired of your crap? Who has left your life because you're not changing anything? How are you viewing yourself? What is around you? What are you doing? What are you feeling? What do you see in the mirror? All of that, when you're in darkness and you're being guided through this process, it is like absolutely life-changing. So every feeling, every negative or positive emotion is temporary. And that was something that I was recognizing. And while I still have times where I do get depressed, I know myself well enough now to trust that time will heal. Um, even if it takes longer than I expect, I know life will change. Life will evolve. I know that, you know, if I look back three years ago where I was at, I am like a completely different person now. If I look back 10 years ago, I'm a completely different person. And what I was feeling at those times, the things that I was going through, I thought were the end of the world or were so big, so important that now I, I know 10 years from now, it, I'm going to look back and think like, oh my gosh, you were worried about that. So just remembering that there is, there is always 
the opportunity for life to change and you are in control of changing your life. There are things that haven't even happened yet that will change the course of my life that I'm now excited to, to see. It's like watching the previews, you know, in a, in a movie theater. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen next. And, and I can't wait for that, that experience, for those moments, for the people I'm going to meet that are going to alter the course of my life. And, and because of doing that process, that's ultimately what gives me hope. And when I get down, I do know that, Hey, I get like this, but it's going to change. I'm not going to be like this forever. So everyone just put on your seatbelts and let's go through this together. Let's enjoy this ride.